Good morning. A couple announcements before we begin our worship. Uh, First, uh, this coming Wednesday, we will cancel our 2 p.m. worship service again. Uh, We're having a lot of the windows replaced here in the sanctuary, and they still have quite a bit of work to do. And then also next Wednesday, we'll have to cancel it as well because I'll be at a district pastor's conference. So the next time we'll be gathering together at Wednesday, 2 p.m. will be on November 1st. So we'll be sure to send out some uh, announcements to remind everyone. Also, this coming Thursday, the women are having a Chrismon crafting night here in the, uh, down in the Undercroft on Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. And then also next Sunday, we're having a voters meeting following the second service, and there'll be a light lunch provided. The Old Testament reading for this, the 20th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 25th chapter of Isaiah. On this mountain... The Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fourth chapter of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Again, Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. And sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast. But they would not come. 
Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry. And he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our gospel reading, Jesus told the story of a wedding. A very wealthy king was having a wedding for his son. And this was going to be a wedding to outdo all other weddings in history. But when the invitations went out, All of the invited guests came up with reasons why they couldn't come. Some were too busy to come. Others would actually rather go to work that day. And others threw the invitation in the garbage. This king was shocked. He was a good king. And everyone loved his son, so why wouldn't people come? So as this king sat inside an empty reception hall, he begged the people to come. He said, the food is all prepared. It's hot and it's on the table. The drinks are poured. The desserts are out. The dancing has started. Come on, come to the wedding. But the people didn't come. This would be someone's nightmare when planning a wedding. Can you even imagine preparing for a wedding, sending out the invitations, and then getting no RSVPs back? And I mean none, zero. All you hear are crickets. And then on the day of the wedding, there you are at the reception, alone. All of the tables are decorated, the food is hot and it's out on the banquet tables, the music is playing. But no one's sitting at the tables. No one's in line to get food. No one is on the dance floor. It's just you alone at the wedding you had prepared. This is what God went through. God prepared a wedding. And God made all the preparations himself. He invited everyone to come and enjoy an everlasting life. He prepared for them. 
The Bible often describes eternal life as the greatest wedding party ever. And this is what God planned for his people, the Jews. And he invited all of them to come. So many of them rejected the invitation. They didn't want to come or they just didn't want to be bothered with a life in God right now. Or they just weren't that worried about the life to come. Even though God prepared everything. His own people rejected him, rejected Jesus when he came. But still, God had everything prepared. God had everything ready. So what's God supposed to do? I mean, God has found a way to clean his people from sin. God has found a way to destroy death itself. God has actually paved a way to everlasting life. And God has all of this prepared, ready to go on the table. So what should God do? Well, God isn't one to let any of his plans ever go to waste. So look what God did. In our gospel reading, the king was not about to let that party go without people. So the king told his servants this. Go to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. So those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. God isn't about to let his wedding preparations go unappreciated. So God flung open the doors to salvation, to eternal life. Flung open the doors to his wedding feast and he found other people who would accept the invitation. God found you. God found me. God found a whole host of people who were not Jews, but Gentiles like us. And God has invited us. To come into the wonderful wedding that he has prepared for us. All through the work of Jesus Christ. You know, one thing I love about this passage. This passage about us. Is actually how we are described. The Bible said the king's servants went out and found people who were both bad and good. We, both the bad and the good, have been invited to come into this wedding feast that God has prepared for you. Doesn't matter who you are, God has sent you an invitation. We all receive the same invitation to come to the wedding feast of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and to be saved by all of God's preparations for us made on the cross and the forgiveness of all of our sins and on Easter. Through the promise of the resurrection. Because God has prepared salvation for you through Jesus. He has it already. It doesn't matter who we are. God is inviting you to a wedding. It doesn't matter what you've done. God is inviting you to come to his wedding. As our gospel reading says, the king invited both the bad and the good. So God invites people who have been bad. 
and worship false gods at one point in their lives. And God has invited the good who only know of sitting in a church their whole lives. From God's perspective, both are the same. People Jesus died for and forgives. God invites both the bad and the good. So maybe God invites a woman who murdered her own child through abortion. And God calls another woman who was good and never murdered. In God's eyes, both are the same. Both are in need of life-giving forgiveness. And God invites both to his wedding. So both can fully be forgiven in Jesus. So God invites the bad man who had an extramarital affair. And God calls the good man who never had an affair. God invites both of these men to come into his wedding to find a purity that he and he alone can give in Christ. And for both of them to be washed clean by Christ's sacrifice for the forgiveness of all of their sins. God calls the good and the bad us, whoever we are and wherever we find ourselves, to come to and do his wedding, to enter a life in Christ right now that will last forever. And he offers this to the bad people who steal and whose hearts covet everyone else's stuff. And God invites people in this world who have never stolen and are satisfied with what they've been given. God calls both. And in his wedding invites both to be content with what Christ gives. To be satisfied with what Christ has accomplished in the forgiveness of sins through his death on the cross. God invites both to be satisfied with Christ's resurrection from the dead, which will become all of our resurrections from the dead. You know, another thing that's so great about this wedding Jesus describes is this. In Jesus' time, if you were hosting a wedding, it was your job as the host To make sure all of the people invited not only had food, not only had drink. You also had to make sure they even had clothes to wear to come to the wedding. If you were the host of a wedding, you were making sure everyone had everything they needed. If you were the host of a wedding, it was your job to make sure everyone was ready for that wedding and to come to it. God is your host. God is your host who has invited you to his wedding. And God has prepared everything for you, giving you everything you need to attend this wedding. Because God, your host, you are ready. It doesn't matter if you're bad or good. Through Jesus' death on the cross, all of our sins have been forgiven. And they have to be. After all, God is our host. And he is the one responsible to make sure we are all ready for the wedding feast of everlasting life. And thanks to Jesus, you are ready. God is our host. He has prepared a meal at our wedding, the greatest of banquets in Christ's body and blood, 
on the altar for us to eat and to drink today. Everything you need is right here in this meal. Everything you need to make you right with God is here. Doesn't matter how bad or good you've been. God has made all of you good because of Christ and what Christ has done for you. God is our host. And the greatest preparation God has made for you is what is coming to all of us one day. Heaven. You have been invited to everlasting life. Christ opened this invitation up to you on Easter morning when he burst out of that tomb. So are we going to walk away because we'd rather go to work? Or are we just going to ignore that invitation because we have other ways to spend our time right now? I hope not. Because I don't think anything else you have in this life can even begin to compare with what God has prepared for you in the life to come. And because of what Jesus has done for you, it's yours. He has paved the way to eternal life all for you. God is your host. And he has done everything for you. So you can attend this wonderful wedding forever. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.